Hey everybody, welcome to My Cheesehead Life, a Packer fan podcast, a special Friday the 13th edition. So yeah, that was the apparently some of the theme stuff for Friday the 13th, those old scary movies. And I spent like uh, most of my day not even really re- realizing it was Friday the 13th. <laughs> Got kind of busy with the day job and running around a little bit after work and then the kid uh we we're at a smoothie shop and they're like i was kind of wondering why the music was crazy and why they're open later whatever and then she's like well with friday the 13th but then i'm like oh yeah friday the 13th so i thought it'd be fun to spice up the intro a little bit with that um that's supposed to be i think the audio from the old movies the friday the 13th movies which So yeah, that's enough of that, I guess. But I thought that'd be kind of fun. Coming at you a little bit later than normal. Uh, then And also with a different intro sound there. Again, just kind of fun on a Friday. What the Friday? What the Friday the 13th? Um, and once I realized that, I was like, I wonder if I could find that audio from the movie. So there you go. Uh, Friday the 13th movies. Uh, also kind of scary to me back in the day. I actually had a Jason mask. For a number of years as like a teenager or you know middle schooler probably um and with my own creativity i thought oh I'll, I'll spice this up a little bit and i had some model paint for when i used to put together little model cars and i was terrible at like painting and i was the kid that like always used too much glue so you know my models always had a little bit of that glue sticking out of some of the joints or seams and stuff um but i tried i tried i wanted them to look cool <laughs> But the vision never seemed to match the end result. Um, And so I thought I'd take some of this red model paint, put some like blood dripping out, and basically, you know, took a perfectly good Friday the 13th hockey mask and made it my own. And, uh, you know, again, the vision didn't didn't really match uh, the end result. Uh, But I I wore that mask a few times on on Halloween. It was kind of nice. If you're looking for an easy, uh, easy, easy costume that you can pull out just about year after year, uh, go get yourself a hockey mask. And, um, you know, if you, if you don't have anything else, um, going on, just wear like a flannel, grab, grab a, you know, a piece of cutlery from the kitchen and you're all set. So, you know, there's your, uh, almost Halloween season or Halloween PSA on uh, costume. Uh, just get a hockey mask. There you go. So yeah, a little different here on, uh, what the Friday, the 13th, it has been Friday, the 13th type weather, uh, raining all day here in Northeast Wisconsin. Glad I got the large part of my chores done yesterday getting you know the winter is coming kind of approach here in northeast wisconsin patio furniture getting put away taking down the umbrella putting uh you know the leaves out to the curb cleaning out the gutters for the hundredth time another quick psa is if if you get new gutters and they offer to put on the gutter guards for you know the fee or the upcharge uh probably go for it um we have a one-story ranch. So, oh yeah, I don't need the gutter guard. I that's exercise climbing up the ladder, and uh, I'm pretty sick of it already. Um, you know, we got our new gutters a couple of years ago, and just about every time I have to go up there and clean them, uh, I, I'm kicking myself for not having them install the gutter guards right away, or the leaf protector, or whatever they call it. So keep that in mind if you have the chance, because um, you know, with the the cycle of leaves that fall around here, I have to get up there three, four times a winter and probably three, four times a spring with all the debris that flies around. Um, so, yeah, at, at this age, 
uh, I'm over it. I don't need to clean my gutters anymore. So maybe that's something I'll check into. Uh, certainly regretting that original decision. So a little different format, not actually probably a ton of sports talk might even be a little, little shorter version. Um, I, I still want to get, get down to the basement here and do a, what the Friday, especially on a, what the Friday, the 13th. And, uh, we covered a lot of Packers and, and we know the Badgers are playing tomorrow at 3 PM. Got a few things to talk about. Uh, but it might just be a little bit more of uh, the rando stuff here on a Friday night and actually get ready to send off for, for a few days. Remember, I got a Cheesehead uh, Life website, mycheeseheadlife.com. You can email the show, info at mycheeseheadlife.com, and do what I can to read any fan mail on the, on the air, so to speak. And, uh, yeah, I got some social accounts. My X handle is at mycheeseheadpod, and Insta is mycheeseheadinsta. Um, but admittedly don't do a ton there. And then I have a, a blog space on the website called cheese curds where I'll post a few, uh, a summary of the show and the topics we talked about and the, any links to the articles that I want to share or topics that, uh, you can read for yourself. So with that, uh, let's get into some of the stuff. So Friday, right? I, uh, I'm kind of that oddball that when, when something kind of pops in my head, I get curious about where does it come from or what's the origin of that. And so I thought for for Friday the 13th, I, I kind of was curious today. What, you know, why, why is that a thing? And, um, so I found an article USA today, just a quick Google search and, you know, kind of interesting uh, in the category of, I, I did not know that is, uh, this, this guy, Dr. Phil C Stevens, um, you know, of course, anything on the internet, giant grain of salt, uh, but I'll go with this one for now retired anthropology professor from the university at Buffalo and author of an upcoming book, yada, yada. I mean, that's not the name of the book. I just, I don't know that anybody's going to go out and buy this guy's book because I'm sharing his article here. But, um, so he's talking generally superstitions, taboos, good luck numbers are things people are into. And, um, he even points out, and I thought this was kind of interesting. Some people look for positive connections between things. For example, China kicked off the Olympics in 2008 at 8.08 p.m. on the eighth day of the eighth month because the number is associated with good luck. Um, so, so there uh, is a preface, and then he goes on to get into the what he calls the biblical origins of Friday and the number 13. So, again, kind of a grain of salt with this. Uh, I, I'd like to think there's some truth to this. Maybe this is the, the origin story. So he says, Friday the 13th combines two taboos that come from the Bible, according to Stevens. Based on the story of the Last Supper of Jesus, 13 people were seated at the table, and it happened on a Thursday. He was arrested that evening and crucified the next day on a Friday. So 13 is associated with that terrible event, and Friday the 13th, you get a double whammy, he says. You get both of these elements coming together, the taboo against 13 and the crucifixion, which was on a Friday. So there you go. There you go, everybody. Um, he, he's, he's explaining to us that Friday the 13th is, is born out of 13 uh, people at the Last Supper and Jesus being executed on a Friday. Did not know that. Uh, so now you know. And uh, speaking of scary stuff on Friday the 13th, uh, I had that poll that I put up on Hump Day. And um, I want to thank both people for responding. Uh, it's a dead heat. I asked if uh, you're a fan of scary movies, yeah or no. And right now we got one vote on each. So 
thank you both. It means a lot. And um, appreciate that. And uh, speaking of other scary things, as I was tinkering around the kitchen this evening, and I don't know, I'm, you know, I have a dog. Technically, I think the first guest of the show was Sophie being outside the door here while I was recording, barking, and you got to hear a little yelp in the background. So is your dog scared of pots and pans like mine is? <laughs> I find it kind of funny when, um, you know, Sophie, she's pretty active, pretty enthusiastic and, you know, kind of has a big dog spirit and wants to be outside a lot of times, even though she's just a little fluff ball, um, you know, get her to chase the rabbits and the varmints outside squirrels love watching her do that. You know, like Sophie, get them. And she'll just take off and chase them up the fence or get them up the tree. She never catches anything. I don't think she'll ever be fast enough to get those squirrels and rabbits are fast and we got plenty of them hanging out in our yard at times. Um, so yeah, I mean, generally kind of a fearless little pup, but if I go anywhere near like the pots and pans or like the baking pans and she, she vacates the area immediately. So I just kind of find that a little bit interesting. And also, uh, in recent news and observations, you know, not, well, I've seen this before, but tonight threw a frozen pizza in and, uh, you know, she's a fan of the cheese off the frozen pizza, like while still frozen, you know, so she'll scare off while I'm digging for the pizza pan or something like that. And then as soon as you open that frozen pizza, she comes back and just sits there like, please, please give me a piece of that frozen cheese that'll fall off that pizza. So I guess it's kind of appropriate. My cheese head life as a dog that likes cheese. Uh, why not? And now, um, shifting gears a little bit, when I left off on Wednesday, I said I'd probably have uh, some input from uh, Team Stream and maybe do some NBA Bucks preview stuff. Well, didn't have time for any real NBA Bucks research. Uh, hopefully, I'll get to that here soon enough. Uh, again, day job got pretty busy. I ran around a little bit this afternoon, and all in all, having a pretty nice Friday, but just didn't quite get around to you know getting me set up for some Bucks research. But uh, still have uh, some input here from Team Stream, and by that I mean what's the latest thing me and Mrs. Cheesehead are watching, and um, this one I like. I, I, it's weird how I got into it. So this has been out a bit, uh, this show, and it's called Winning Time: The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty, and it's on HBO. So if you don't have that, I guess you know too bad. Maybe it'll spin around to Netflix in ten years or something. Um, but yeah, it's on HBO and, you know, I knew it had been out there. I think the first season is 2022, so at least a year old and, and they had a relatively uh, recent release of season two. Uh, a lot of good actors in there. Uh, John C. Riley, Andrew Bro Andy Brody, I think is I forget his first name. Uh, Sally Fields actually in it. Uh, so, you know, bigger names than I expected, not really knowing much about the program at all. Uh, and here's what got me interested. You know, this is how, how silly I can be browsing through X one day during, you know, lunchtime or whatever, picking up tidbits from the social media. And I saw a little clip that showed this guy on rollerblades uh, zooming around, you know, the basketball court with players around and stuff. And basically the story, the caption was, uh, the, the, there's a cameraman on this program that is a former, I think, snowboarding and rollerblading champion. And now he's a camera guy. And so they had said that this, this is why so much of the actual bas basketball footage in the, in the show is so awesome. So, well, that's all it took for me to go from like being aware of the show to like, I'm going to watch it. Uh, so started watching that, I don't know, maybe a week ago and got through season one and it's pretty good. 
uh, winning time. Again, the rise of the Lakers dynasty. Uh, that was really, to me, kind of the heyday of the NBA for me personally, because, you know, I was a youngster, you know, you got a little more, you know, leisure time to, to spend on, on watching sports and keeping up with apparel and all that. You know, I remember the, the Magic Johnson Converse shoes, Larry Bird. Uh, so there's a lot of coverage or footage, whatever you say on this, where uh, the Magic and Bird rivalry. Season one is really about Magic uh, finishing up college, getting drafted by the Lakers. And then, you know, Bird was a rookie at that time, too, and gets drafted by the Celtics and the rivalry that those two had. You know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar uh, and some of the things he's uh, kind of going through later in his career. So it's pretty good. I like, I mean, there are times where it's a little bit like slow for me, um, maybe wanting or left me wanting for more of the actual basketball kind of footage and, you know, what it was like when they're playing. Um, but still, I love these kind of shows where it's like 1977, 78, 1980, uh, the, all the retro look of everything, and, you know, people using pay phones, uh, obviously a much different time. Cause it, you know, according to when you watch these shows, it reminds you how everybody could, you know, smoke cigarettes pretty much anywhere they wanted doctors, hospitals, you know, everybody's lighting up and having a cocktail one or the other or both. Uh, apparently it seems like back then not many people were sober. Um, so anyway, it's a pretty cool show. Uh, we didn't get to season two yet. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll put this in there uh, just as a heads up. It, it's a very adult show, uh, in terms of, uh, there's, well, let me just say, uh, they portray magic Johnson and the owner also, you know, a couple characters in the program, uh, the owner, Dr. Jerry Buss, uh, both of them being quite the ladies men. So let's just say there's, there's a fair amount of those types of scenes. And, uh, you know, the swears and all that good stuff. If Just a heads up. You're not going to want to watch this one with the youngsters, maybe. But uh, overall, it's been pretty fun. Like like I said, a couple, couple spots here and there where it's a little slow. But just about every episode where it leaves off, you know, they do a good job with the... You know, I don't know if you'd say cliffhanger because it's sports and, you know, not like, you know, edge of your seat kind of stuff. But, you know, they, they leave me wanting more and watching the episodes. This is, uh, I guess I would, I would say, you know, give it a two thumbs up bingeable because I was wanting to watch more episodes just about every evening. Um, and like I said, it's fun for me because back in the eighties, you know, I didn't watch it. I wasn't quite old enough to watch it, you know, when they were rookies, you know, but by the, you know, early, let's say to mid eighties, watching the box with like Sidney Moncrief, uh, Terry Cummings, Paul Pressey, Jack Sigma, some of them guys, you know, they'd make the playoffs and then, you know, the, the Bucks weren't on television a lot growing up, so when you when you got to see them, we were lucky because they were a playoff team often in the '80s. Um, but usually, would run into a lot of these teams that you know would eliminate the Bucks, kind of like we're seeing with the Brewers nowadays. Uh, you know, they'd go up against the Celtics and Larry Bird, and then they'd get eliminated, or uh, the '76ers and Dr. J and get eliminated. It seemed like it was either one of those two teams uh, back in the '80s if, if the Bucks were in the playoffs. Uh, that they, they'd get eliminated by one of them two teams from the Eastern Conference and then go on to face the Lakers. So as a kid, you know, like I said, pretty spent a fair amount of time watching a lot of the characters in this show, guys like Magic Johnson, Kareem, Larry Bird, uh, Dr. J. I do remember watching some of the games where Dr. J was still playing in the early to mid-'80s. And, and so that part of it's pretty fun to me to just kind of see some of the origin story on all that stuff, you know, as we were kids, you didn't have the internets and, and stuff to look this up. No smartphones. You just kind of watched them play on TV for a couple hours. And that was about the end of it. Uh, a little, a little trickier to learn all the backstory back then. And so it's kind of fun for me to watch these types of shows. 
like I said, also the, the retro kind of look of everything. Larry Bird really apparently is a pretty uh, hardcore jerk. I don't know, you know, this stuff, like a lot of these shows, they say it's based on truth. So, you, you know, hard to say how much of this is getting embellished. Uh, Jerry West is a pretty funny character in the show. He's longtime GM of the Lakers, but apparently back then when this was happening, he was uh, kind of transitioning from coach. Um, they hadn't had a lot of luck with him as a head coach, but they still kind of wanted his help according to the program. So uh, without really like officially asking him, he kind of accidentally almost <laughs> becomes the GM of the Lakers, it seems. Uh, so check it out. Winning time, the rise of the Lakers dynasty. Uh, kind of a fun watch for me. Uh, definitely uh, on the level of almost like, you know, Game of Thrones type of rated R stuff, but uh, all good, fun to watch. And, uh, you know, there's your there's your input from uh, Team Stream at the Cheesehead House. Oh, man, I'm kind of all over the place here. I forgot to do one of my other on-ball items that's sitting here. Um, so we'll, we'll jump around here a little bit. And that's, that's totally uh, pun intended because um, eventually I want to get to, you know, where we're talking about those badgers. Um, but but this is more of just an actual jump around on my screens. I meant to talk about another oddball item that I wanted to look up. Uh, we heard it on a, on a television program we were watching someone say, well, you know, I feel like I'm on cloud nine. Um, so that that's something that a lot of people say, and I wasn't I wasn't quite sure where that comes from. Um, so again, grain of salt with anything on the internet, but here you go. In September 1896, Cumulonimbus, the greatest cloud in the world, was listed as cloud nine in a new cloud classification. And so to be on cloud nine became like floating on the tallest cloud on earth. The story began with Sir Ralph Abercrombie, who became fascinated by meteorology while serving in the British Army. So that's off of uh, the Times.uk article from a few years back, 2016. I tried to click on it and get the bigger picture, but... I don't know. I think that that one was behind some kind of weird register to read the rest of the article, and I wasn't committed enough to do that for you. Um, but yeah, I mean, there was a couple other things I looked up, and it seemed like it was a little more squishy on where it comes from. Um, but this one, at least to me, made sense. So if you're on cloud nine, it means you're on a cumulonimbus cloud, the greatest cloud in the world. So now, so now we'll get back a little more on track here uh, to the badgers. Sorry, I feel like I'm having a little bit of te technical difficulties here in the podcast basement, but I don't know. Seems like we're on track now. Um, so yeah, back to the, the the badgers and the actual like jump around stuff for a second here. Apparently, a lot of people ejected from the homecoming game, and I thought this was interesting. I just kind of stumbled on this, you know, be and and the reason that I found it a little bit interesting is because I had overheard at one point in the past the Packer Lions game, I thought I had heard on the radio that there was uh, four ejections from the, the Packer game. And then, you know, skip ahead about a week and I'm, I'm looking at this article that says arrests and ejections, Camp Randall Stadium incidents during Badgers versus Rutgers. When cheers turn to chaos, a look at Badger game disturbances during homecoming. So yeah, pretty dramatic uh, headline there for, for this one. Um, but yeah, what kind of caught my attention was the fact that, like I said, at, at Lambeau, there was four ejections in that Detroit Lions game, you know, and that's a night game Thursday night. You know, a lot of people pretty fired up that game, uh, Lions fans, especially. Um, so keep that in mind Four 
from the NFL Packer game. So, during the course of the game, the Badger game, law enforcement re reported that a total of 42 individuals were removed from the stadium premises, while another 26 were placed under arrest. 26 people placed under arrest. What's going on, Badgers? Um, delving into these numbers reveals an alarming trend. I'll read a little bit of this for you. Specifically, 33 of those ejected were recognized as University of Wisconsin students. So, you know, kind of like, a, you know, between the lines here, and, I, you know, you'll get this in some of these other numbers, you know, underagers and, and some of that's probably, a, you know, why a big reason why these numbers are so, so big. But, you know, you got to be, I guess, getting a little carried away, too, to be caught. But further breakdown indicates that 18 out of the 26 arrested were also students at the University of Wisconsin. Hey, son, how was the game? Good, Dad, I got arrested. Um, so apparently that, that was a conversation that was had 18 times, um, whether it was son or daughter. Uh, that, that, you know, yeah, nice time at homecoming. Yeah, it was great. Um, I'm currently in, in jail and could use some money. <laughs> I don't know. It'd be interesting. I'm glad I never had to make any of those phone calls. Um, it said tickets and ejections. The most common offense appeared to be underage drinking with 20 individuals caught in the act. Other violations included three cases each of false identification and possession of alcohol within the stadium confines. Authorities also had to deal with two instances of resistance against them in a single case of trespassing and obstructing an officer. So I, my hunch would have to be trespassing means you didn't have a ticket. I don't know. Um, ejections sans ticketing, it says. It says the reasons behind the ejections without formal ticketing included eight cases tied to alcohol possession. There were also five cases concerning seating issues, especially within the student section. Well, yeah. It's kind of a free-for-all from what I remember visiting the student section once or twice. Um, and this is where it gets a little funny. More unique instances involved a person using tobacco and another involved in public urination, and one showing disorderly conduct. The police also found that four individuals they had interacted with during the event had a blood alcohol content at or exceeding uh, 0.2. So... There you go. Uh, a little extra recap from last weekend. You know, I didn't get to see it on TV, you know, so we got to look for some of the, the insights at what it's like at Camp Randall. Uh, so apparently, yeah, a little bit rowdy for homecoming and uh, uh, 18 of the 26 arrested were students and 42 people removed from the stadium press. Uh, easy for me to say premises. Um, syllabus, syllabus. Uh, so, so there you go. Uh, friendly reminder then, uh, you got your Badgers tomorrow at home against uh, Iowa. We talked a little bit about that on hump day. Again, that's a 3 p.m. kickoff tomorrow, Saturday the 14th. And um, looking forward to watching that after not being able to watch uh, the Rutgers game uh, this past weekend. Uh, so, yeah, go Badgers. And then kind of one of the last things I want to touch on, like I said, we have a kind of a shorter one here on this uh, WTF, what the Friday the 13th. Um, you know, this is, this is my third time this week talking at you. I don't want you to get sick of me. Um, one, one little minor heads up for, you know, especially for the two people that, that responded is that, that, um, um, I'll be, I'll be traveling for work. So I, I won't be, uh, I might not be on schedule here for a little bit. Might even have to miss a hump day. Uh, I have, I am scheduled to go to, uh, the home office, going to the mothership, so to speak. Uh, for the day job, I'll be out of town uh, three days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and uh, going to Ohio. 
uh, I've been in Ohio a time or two just as a matter of being inside an airport there and then catching the next flight to whatever I was going. But this will be my first time actually spending, uh, you know, an evening or night, a couple nights, I guess, uh, in Ohio and uh, hopefully have some, you know, fun stories and observations to share. I'm already kind of preparing on how I want to communicate because I have a coworker there, some coworkers, you know, cheese and beer, right? That's uh, the Wisconsin kind of uh, stereotype. And I lean into it. I'm all about it. Whatever. Fine. You know, call it my Cheesehead Life podcast. And, you know, yeah, we make a lot of beer. We drink a lot of beer. So what? Um, so I'm already kind of planning on how I might text like a coworker and be like, if when I'm on the plane, I might just, you know, text something like the cheese is in the tube. And then when I land, like, you know, the cheese is on the ground. And I was thinking too, like once I get the rental car, the cheese has wheels and just kind of use that, that kind of phrasing, you know, to, uh, alert, uh, on my status of travel. So anyways, like I said, I'll be heading out of town for the day job. So I'll be a little bit off schedule. Uh, hopefully come back maybe next Thursday, uh, checking in before the Packers, uh, get going there at Denver. Speaking of Denver, they, uh, they played last night. So Denver is arguably, uh, the worst team in the NFL right now, kind of, kind of neck and neck out there with Carolina who hasn't won yet. Um, didn't watch a ton of the Denver game last night, just a few minutes here and there kind of knew it'd be a little bit of a clunker. And, and I guess I was right. Um, the offense for the Broncos, I, I, I think they didn't even get over 200 yards. And then the, uh, Kansas city chiefs won by 11. I think it was 19 to eight, pretty oddball, ugly score even. And I guess, Oh, one kind of funny thing coming out of this and, you know, kind of interesting, uh, speaking of Packers, I do have a couple more, uh, like you say, identity crisis articles that I'll have in cheese curds for you. I'm not going to go through all that. We've, we've beat that dead horse enough this week. Uh, but, but some good insights from a couple more write-ups where they're, where they're kind of dissecting, like I said, on hump day, some of the responses that coach LaFleur had when, when press was starting to ask him about having an identity and stuff. So if you're interested in reading some more on that, I'll have some articles and cheese curds on mycheeseheadlife.com. And um, so, yeah, anyways, kind of lost the track of my thought there. They'll be playing the Broncos. Broncos got beat last night by the Chiefs. Um, did not look good on offense. You know, so it'll be interesting after the bye to see how the Packers do against this Broncos team. That's pretty ugly. And the Packers really desperately need to start looking, you know, like they're right in the ship. Uh, Travis Kelsey for the key Chiefs Chiefs had another big night. I think he, he might even had a hundred yards in the first half. So apparently, uh, they, and it's starting to get to where they're even showing statistics during the game. Now this was on prime. And again, I didn't watch a ton of it cause I was too busy watching the last couple episodes of winning time. Um, that Laker dynasty show that I talk about, but, um, yeah, there's, they started showing numbers of how the chiefs have done you know, with Taylor Swift in the stands and without her. And, well, they're playing a lot better. I mean, it, it is kind of weird. It's kind of corny. I mean, I don't know if I like, you know, the crossover of all the, the Taylor Swift coverage in football. Nothing against her, but it's just like, hey, it's still a football game. Can we just talk about the football game? Um, But, you know, I don't know. Stranger things, right? Like, you know, if you have, like, one of the world's biggest pop stars, you know, dating your tight end, that sounds weird. Um, and then, you know, does it give everybody a little more juice? I don't know. Maybe the numbers are starting to bear it out that it's been, you know, two or three games that she's been, uh, watching the chiefs. And then the two or three games, she wasn't there. 
uh, they showed some numbers and and they're pretty pretty different. They do a lot better when uh, the Swift uh, the T Swift vibe is going in the stadium. Um, so yeah, like I was saying, it'll be traveling. Maybe we'll try to get back on track a little bit next week, Thursday, Friday, or something. I don't know. We'll do another what the Friday, getting making sure we get ahead of that uh, Packer game, and we'll do a little recap of the Iowa Wisconsin game. But interesting to see what I'll be, you know, what I think about Ohio and spending a few days down there in OSU country. Speaking of college football, um, you know, I'll be I'm sure I'll be dealing with a, a handful of Buckeye fans down there and uh, at the mothership when I'm on the road next week. So yeah, I got some of uh, the articles on cheese curds for you, um, all the way from, you know, what is, uh, what's Friday the 13th from to some of the identity crisis and ejections from the Badger game. And then as we kind of wind it down here on Friday the 13th for this abbreviated version of my cheesehead life, a Packer fan podcast or mine. Once again, I got the, the website, uh, my cheeseheadlife.com and you can email the show info at my and we'll just kind of slowly walk it out here with the uh, <sighs> Friday the 13th sound. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, the the listens are really starting to rack up. I already got uh, up to like 350 or something now where I was only at, you know, under 300 a few days ago. Remember to like, subscribe, follow, all that good stuff. And uh, have yourself a good week. I think that's enough of the outro. Uh, the the friday the 13th stuff i'm gonna just get out of here i'm gonna go upstairs and play some video games i think that are older than my kids and uh, we'll get back to some more upbeat music for a normal exit again like subscribe follow share all the good things have yourself a great weekend i'll uh, look forward to talking to you when i come back from ohio thank you